Welcome, everyone, to the Sickos Committee Podcast. This is our preview of week number eight. Can't believe it's already week eight. Oh, my God. It's already mid. So my wife's my wife's birthday is in, like, seven days. I got to figure out when to get her. Like, we are now at <laughs> 911 levels of panic. So we're oh. working on that. We got this. Jordan, we can offline about that later. <laughs> Perfect. That's all, that's all I need. With me tonight, as always, is Commissioner Escalante and our Florida State correspondent, Katie. Katie, how are you feeling about Florida State now? Are we feeling better? Feeling worse? Guys, I'm just happy we had a hot start. I'm telling you, what? my expectations are pretty low. I'm that's good. Right. Okay, I think we're going to hit bowl eligibility. That's all I care about this year. You know, bowl eligibility, going to not even a great bowl, just a bowl locally. What's like a what's a good aspirational bowl for in the ACC for y'all? I mean, I would love to go to the Citrus Bowl. That's very aspirational. That's very aspirational. Um, okay, let's, let's yeah. okay, what's temper that? I'm going to I'm going to work as work as your therapist here. I'm glad you have good. You have big 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 goals. I love it. I'm going to want to back that off slightly. The can, tax I interest layer. You, can, can I interest tax you in a layer. new an, in a new era pinstripe bowl? I I'm thinking maybe Florida State winds up in the tax layer. Gator Bowl in Jacksonville. Or yeah, like. that would be good. So. Yeah, no, I think. Yeah, maybe I'm maybe I'm aiming a little too low, putting them in like the Pinstripe Bowl or like the Fenway Bowl. Kamish, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, looking forward to this week because this this week is it's jam packed with some some very very interesting matchups. Uh, we 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 have a name for it. I won't give it away yet, but yeah, this, this should be a real real fun week. Honestly, I. I you know, last week was fantastic. This week should be quite, quite, quite fun. So yes. I really don't necessarily know what is going to happen this week. And we don't, I don't think we have a good bead on the Sickos game of the week yet. And we're still feeling it out right now as we're, we're podcasting it. But definitely, I, I, I'm looking forward to this week because I, I don't know what's going to happen. And that's, that's probably the best week coming up when you can't really foresee what yeah. could happen in the future. Uh, what does late let's debate pop tarts mean? So, 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 <laughs> this is my so Katie, Katie was like, she tagged us in this, this TikTok video mm-hmm. and she was like, Hey, and it's like the TikTok video where this, this lady says that this should only be the topic discussed on podcasts. Like when guys are on podcasts, they should only talk about what, what favorite pop tart flavors they have. And okay. this video is like like two minutes long, and this, you know oh, it might be longer. It's long. I, I don't know. I, it was it was like two or three minutes long. I think I watched the whole thing, but uh, I I don't know. I, I believe I did, but you know, basically one gives uh, his pop tart opinion, and then the other guy calls him a basic pop tart bitch, and then Ooh. and then and then the the guy counters back with like some really obscure pop tart flavor, and and then the other guy was like, what the fuck? And he's like, it was a very popular pop tart at the time and it was like a special spider-man edition or some some weird thing going on and so, it was like some special spider-man berry edition i was okay it was, it was like it was the best one and he was just going in depth he's like and then you know katie wanted us to debate our pop tart flavors i was and, mostly joking but i love that you've taken this seriously no we're gonna take it seriously why not i, I mean, mean the, the answer the, an- the, okay, the answer clearly here is this one oh. you never never toast your pop tarts Okay, toasted pop tarts are garbage. Are garbage. Nope, they are they are Ooh. they are to be eaten room temperature Ooh. or colder. Like fridge pop tarts or frozen pop tarts, I'm all about certain what? flavors. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, favorite favorite two favorite flavors. Okay, are going to be either just the straight up frosted strawberry. Those are at room okay. temp. Like that's a good one for me. Okay, solid. And then if I'm going to throw it in the freezer, or the fridge, it's going to be the brown sugar cinnamon. 
Okay. The brown sugar cinnamon is also really good. I agree. Personally, like Pop Tarts for me, they 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 were kind of like the the hurricane goodies that you would have. Like if your power gets knocked out and you're waiting for like a hurricane to hit or something. Gotcha, gotcha, you gotcha. Just, you just eat like the Pop Tarts. Uh, and don't toast them. So I'm used to like untoasted Pop-Tarts. So I'm not thrown off by that. My mom growing up it was just like, you cannot have frosted Pop-Tarts. You were like, you are not allowed to have frosted Pop-Tarts because it's junk. And I'm like. That was the line so, in your house. Yeah. That was the line. That's right. I mean, she wouldn't let me have cookie crisp. But the there. unfrosted cookie. was okay? The unfrosted, okay. They're okay. <laughs> but the frosting, that's, you cannot go past that but she was fine she was fine with the toaster strudel i, I don't i don't understand this is a really good like, arbitrary it's just, line it's, just, it's ridiculous like she just, i am drawing the line in the sand you cannot have frosted pop tart i mean my favorite again I, i'm kind of basic too the strawberry is great it's the classic it's the yeah, original yeah. uh the brown sugar cinnamon you know the, uh, that that's that's fantastic toasted mm-hmm. untoasted frozen whatever you want it that's that's like a utility pop tart for me. I'm not a big fan of the s'mores. Like it's okay. Uh, and then I I'm a huge blueberry fan. Like I love blueberries. Like everything. Oh, me too. Yeah, I'm so that, yeah. blueberry pop tart is is kind of. I, I would say that was probably my favorite. I don't have any weird like pop tart flavors. I, I I think there was the one that was the weird one, like the the wild berry or something like that, where it had like weird colors inside. I still have that, that one. I'm, I'm looking at them right now. They still have that one. Okay. Yeah. That one was no. I, I just go with like the the plain stuff. I'm I, as as the guy called us. Uh, I guess we're all basic pop tart bitches. So uh, that that true. works out. <laughs> yeah. No. The guys were very heated in this debate, and I think in my mind I pictured Jordan and the chairman having very differing opinions and maybe maybe very heated opinions. But you guys have similar opinions to me, so I like it. I enjoy it. <laughs> I will say um, I liked a heated pop tart, but I think that was because I might only got heated or toasted if I was like running ahead for school in the morning in high school usually it was eaten in the car or on the bus or like on the way to school and it was like a luxury if you had time to heat it up so i think in my mind that was always like a special treat we we jokingly called when you eat a pop tart untoasted you were eating them raw so like yep. raw pop tarts, mm-hmm. yeah, just untoasted. They're just raw pop tarts. I, I you thought we were gonna get heated the, I, the one time you that did. I think no, I'm just saying the one time I got heated with my former roommate Al, uh, we we just like bickered over like the Samoas versus Thin Mints like one night for like five oh, hours. Yeah, straight. that'll do it. And I was just like, yes. oh my god, no. And then I, you know, you try to like lay, uh, lay. <laughs> You try to like, okay, well, if you like coconut, then you'll probably prefer the, And then you, you lines are drawn. It, it gets out of hand. I don't want to go down that road again. I'm the, sorry. The one, the, the one, the one, the, the one, the argument that I always get into is the, is the Samoa versus the caramel delight. Because I live on a fault line between both bakeries of the Girl Scout oh. troop bakeries. So I can get oh. from both oh, bakeries. Yeah. Yeah. So oh. I can get from both bakeries. And I, I really prefer Samoa's to caramel delights. And there is a difference. There's a fundamental difference. There's a difference between the Thin Mints. Between both Uh-oh. bakeries, they're very different, Ooh. and so I have like Girl Scout knowledge in both areas because Fort Worth is in one area and Dallas is in the other, so I can get both kinds. Do you, you purposely make separate trips for these different yes. ones? Yes, because they're different. Okay, okay. I, 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 I didn't even know there was a fault line of Girl this Scout. Is, is. here's some nuts. This is okay, I mean, this is what I wanted. There are maps about this. this. This is what I was hoping for, Jordan. Thank okay. you. That was a I, good had no, I had no idea what what he just said about a foot line in bakeries. I'm like, yeah. I didn't know there was. There, are, there are two Girl Scout bakeries, <laughs> and they have very <laughs> different things. They sell sometimes okay. their stuff is completely different. Some okay. of their things, like like I guess I'm saying the caramel delight versus Samoa thing. <laughs> I thought I was being gaslighted when I was in college because people kept bringing me these things called caramel delights that 
I had never seen before. I was like, these aren't good. I want, I want Samoa. I, and, I need to find this dividing line. I, is there like a map of this? Yeah, hold on. Hold like, up. Let me find it real fast. Okay. Okay. This Girl is this Scout is, Cookie. I am very confused. Bakery map. There's a dividing and you, line. I had to stop talking about this in Cannibals because I get so pissed off. <laughs> This is what I wanted, Jordan. This is exactly like, what I wanted. I would get so I would get so pissed off. We're, we're totally we off topic. In hey, the Discord, you know. I, I don't know how old this map. is, but this is like these are these are these are very specific fault lines. Okay, okay. so so this Jordan, so I have a question. Mm-hmm. When growing up, we always had Samoas, and they're my favorite. Yeah. And then we started having caramel delights in Florida, and I I can't find Samoas here anymore. Did they switch like our distributor? Maybe. Yeah. So each each troop okay. can pick their, each troop can pick their bakery. From what I understand, got it. Okay, got and, it. And based on a bunch of things, and ba- or each 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 uh, each area of this of the country, and this so map is confusing as hell. I know. Like, I know. I, mean, there's I like, agree. So I live in a different zone for cookies now than I I did growing up in New Orleans. Yeah. Uh, okay, but like the other half of of Louisiana is is a different bakery. To, uh, so I may have had different cookies when I was in yep. in North Louisiana for school. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I am very confused by this, but but thank you for bringing this to my attention. I, I oh, my mind. Don't don't, don't worry. What, hey, off season content. <laughs> I will buy boxes from both bakeries, and I will li- I will taste. I will eat food live on this podcast, and just be crunchy, going. Mm, this is tasty. I'm gonna need to source both of them now because I don't know that I would know the difference. Yeah, I need to know about this. I'm gonna send. I'm gonna send one more picture to the Discord. Oh, yeah, and it shows the difference between the pictures between a caramel delight oh, and a fucking they Samoa because they're yes. very, they're very different. Oh, you're right. They're very different. Yes. The, oh, the, now the, that you the, point this out, yes, I've seen the difference. I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. I said, and if you look at the thin mint one, you've probably oh, noticed yeah. the difference on the thin mints too. Mm-hmm. One yep. of them's more like yep. a cookie, and the other one is like dipped in chocolate, and mm-hmm. they're very, very different. Jordan, right. the fat kid, has opinions on cookies. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> this is I what Jordan it. does. Welcome to the Sickos Podcast. We, we we have insider knowledge, very sickos about Girl Scout cookies. So, Hell yeah. So, Katie, you're going to an F1 race this week. Yes, I have become an F1 fan, which I feel like a lot of people have over during COVID. I have yeah. gotten my sister into it, who might actually be into it more than I am now, and one of my close friends. And we are going to our first F1 race. We're going to Austin. I'm really, really excited for a few reasons. One, Latifi, his last U.S. race. So mm-hmm. exciting. I get to see it. Also, Daniel Ricardo's possibly his last F1 US race, which is kind of yeah. sad. I would love to see him race in Vegas. But uh, my favorite thing lately, Williams drivers are apparently doing some meet and greets, including a meet and greet at the Pflugerville Home Depot on Thursday. I will not be in town early enough <laughs> to go to this, but I need for someone to go. Jordan, if you're close enough, I might need you to I, go. Man, I, God, I kind of want to go. You should go. So, so, it's Thursday, right? So I've so so I've been to this Grand Prix before. I went to the I went to the inaugural one. Okay, great. Back yes. in whenever that was. Okay, I, I, I went to I've been to this one before, and it's a lot of fun. It's a great track, and it's it's a fast track and a lot of fun. But yeah, F one being at like the Pflugerville Home Depot. If you guys don't know, Pflugerville is is like <laughs> the quintessential Austin suburb of like twenty years ago. Like it's not like the up and coming one. It's the one that had up and come, which is maybe appropriate so, for Williams. Yeah, no, that's actually, in retrospect, super appropriate for Williams. God. Alanis King on Instagram, or excuse me, on Twitter, maybe on Instagram too, keeps posting that she hopes there's pictures of Latifi in front of the washing machines. And I don't know why, but it keeps making me laugh every time she posts it. It's, it seems appropriate. Yeah. It like, seems very appropriate. to be inside, like, you know, just checking out the 
the, that's, the, that's what I want to see. Like him just like looking at the washers, being like, oh, well, maybe got to fix my car. <laughs> going to need a three quarters, three quarter inch. Latifi watching the Pac-12 network on the fridge. Uh, yes, that's, that's definitely that's what you want. Latifi eating street cheese, watching the Pac-12 network. Hell yeah! The, the, only, the only way, only the only way to watch Stanford and Arizona State is to, is standing in a shirt in my underwear, eating you know handfuls of string cheese or pudding cups out of my fridge. Nicholas Latifi's I, secret Pac-12 fan. I love it. The next question is: Would you buy grass from a field on e from, on eBay if your team won a big game? Because we've seen bits of grass from from Neyland at, go up after the big win. I haven't seen the checkerboard hunk go up yet. Oh, I wonder if they like you know slice the checkerboard hunk and and definitely trying to maybe maximize their sales on eBay. Is this like pieces of the true cross where everyone's like, oh, this is a piece of the tr- of Jesus's true cross, and there are enough pieces of the true cross to build like forty crosses? So the, the, is that what this is like? The the picture included on these posts of eBay, it's like a guy at, at the stadium, like holding his hand, and there's like little bits of grass in his hand, and mm-hmm. you know, like like is that real? Did he put like his hand in front of a green screen with like grass clippings to do this? So. They're selling this grass. I, I don't. Let me check live to see if I can see where it's at right now. But there was one that they listed for buy now, and the buy now price was sixty five dollars and five dollars for shipping. Let me see here. There's, ooh, yeah, there's that feels that feels right. There's more. There, there's more of it. Here we of go. All right. So let's see here. We only had four previously. Now there is. Let's see here. We're looking at about. I see about twelve right now on eBay, uh, where. Yeah. Uh, one person is undercutting right now has dropped the the buy now to 24.99 uh for the buy now capitalism price, all right, right? it's capitalism now, now there's a, there's another one that was already out there right now that has bids it has 15 bids right now still 4 yeah, days left it's up to, it's up to $34 so okay. you know there's a couple up to bids 10 bids 1350 uh i really love this guy's like like hand with the grass um, it, mm-hmm. it just to show that it was grass from the field, but like he's not even on the field. Okay. Yeah. Do you guys know about Florida State's sod cemetery? No. No. Okay. I'm sending this in the um, in the Discord as well. So <laughs> it has its own Wikipedia page. Um, oh, we have God. a sod cemetery where when we win big road games, they take a chunk of the field and bury it in our sod cemetery. <clears throat> and so okay. it's been there since, at least since I was a student, um, probably before that. I think since the 80s, probably in that Wikipedia article. I'm, 62. 62, so a really long time. Which, it just makes me laugh that they're doing this um, because it's like they're doing the sod cemetery, but a knockoff, not the right way version. Like, you shouldn't take your mm-hmm. home field grass. Leave it. <laughs> but take down their old goalposts and put them in the river. So, I mean, you know. Uh, gonna gonna say here, I'm already seeing this big 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 win for Florida State in 1976. They beat North Texas State 21 to 20 and took a piece of Fouts Field, the old decrepit stadium at North Texas, and took it. I almost got excited because that's when my dad was there, 77 and 78, not 76, but still great, so great. There you go, God bless. So one of the one <laughs> of the eBay usernames, uh, mm-hmm. it just made me laugh. It, it was it, in his glory. <laughs> I won't give the numbers attached to that, but just no, yeah, don't do that. In his glory, so in his, oh. praise be. This week for games, I think we're calling this coin flip chaos week.
our good friend Parker at Stats of War on Twitter always puts out great previews of all the advanced stats for games. And Kamish noticed this week that there were a ton of games that were all within about 5% win probability and the scores were all super close. We have some really weird games that are going to be or supposed to be very close matches. Sorry. So we're going to we're going to let me. Can you put like an echo on my voice when I do this here? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. Coin flip chaos week. There we go. Okay, we'll do that. Uh, Jordan, that put works. an echo here. Note for Jordan. Put in, dot, dot, dot. Put an echo here. Like you meant to to mention that Walker Beatty, the offensive lineman for UTSA, and you forgot. <laughs> I did. But, uh, I yes, totally... Shout out Walker Beatty. But you know, the one that, the D lineman that flipped the O-line. Yes, <laughs> Great. O-line. Uh, yes, beautiful. The thing that I noticed when I was I was going through the projections and, and doing my sickos, like listing the sickos, potential sickos games of the week and just doing like the list of like 40 some odd games or maybe a little mm-hmm. bit less than 40. I, I started to look at these these previews and I started to notice that there were so many games that were incredibly close. So it, it seems like it's just going to be chaos between all these really, really evenly matched teams. And the list of the teams that are evenly matched were, were quite hilarious to us because like you'll see some of them you're like what uh and then the other ones were like okay that makes sense and then other was like what how is this on this list and then they're projected like this close it's 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 kind of crazy so well before we get to that we're gonna talk about the wednesday game because we're we're not we're, we'll preview that one uh and hopefully not jinx uh, another team sorry marshall last week uh, yeah. Did. Oh man. Uh, we, all went, we, went, we, we all went. We went. We went. We went hard on Marshall and we totally. Went, we, went, we went the. We went the game day route and, and basically we uh we like memed ourselves. Uh, we mm-hmm. all picked the same team and we all lost. So we'll pick this one and then we'll go with the coin flip chaos after this. Uh yeah. So our Wednesday night game is Georgia State at App State. Georgia State has kind of been on a heater this year. Been playing really well. App State has stumbled since their kind of hot start. And we have two teams, one on the up, one on the down, and should be interesting. This one's in Boone because it's on Wednesday and we'll talk about it Thursday. What are your bets on the score, guys? So I, I know Georgia State has, you know, was playing like incredibly close games and they lost their first four. Then they got off the snide and then they uh, they beat Army and then they beat Georgia Southern, which is fantastic. Now they got another essentially rivalry game because it's the Sun Belt beast, so to speak. On the road at App State, App State had a buy essentially after they got drummed by Texas state. They're back home at Boone. It's a weird Wednesday night game. I'm going to be contrarian. I'm going to pick Georgia state here, but I'm going to say that it's a, a, a weird game. And the final score is going to be 34 to 32. 34, 32. Okay. Totally wrong. So don't, Um, you know, when you hear it, it's, it's totally wrong. I, I I messed up. (laughs) I'm going to go app state 35 to 24. I'm going to go App State as well. I'm going to say App State actually wins this one by quite a bit. I'm going to say 35-21. Oh, I like that. That's, We're all very close. I like that. I like that. That's good. At least we didn't all pick the same team this time. So we we may want to – somebody's going to get it right at least. You know, I, that's good. Um, so I was in Vegas last week and was flying to Vegas and had a connection in Salt Lake City. I get off the plane in Salt Lake City and I see a gentleman wearing an App State hat. And, of course – me being the college football sicko that I am, I need to talk to him about App State. And so mm-hmm. I go up and I said, oh, are you an App State fan? And he said, yes. Why are you? And I said, no, I'm just, I've been enjoying your season. And he said, oh, really? Tell me more. 
And I said, well, I enjoyed your win over AM and, you know, your close games or or whatever. Um, and so anyways, we talked for a moment and he was like, wow. He's like, well, are you an out? Like, what kind of fan are you? And I was like, oh, I'm Florida State fan, but I watch like all football. And he was like, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> a little thrown off by this whole thing. Uh-huh. Um, I go to get on my next flight from Salt Lake to Vegas and he's on that flight as well. <laughs> so he gets off that plane and he's like, oh, he's like, I didn't realize you were on this flight with me. And he's, yeah, anyways, it was it was very entertaining because he was like, oh, you really love football, don't you? And I was like, oh, yeah, I watch all of it. Yeah. All of it, buddy. All of it. Thursday night during, well, let's hold up. What is the NFL putting on Thursday night? We can decide really fast how good this is going to be. It's, it's the Saints and Cardinals. Um, oh, no. So, no, yeah. no one watched that. Toss that one. Toss that one away, guys. I got a heater for you. Mm. We got Troy, South Alabama, Battle of the Belt. This is one of our coin flip chaos games of the week. Predicted score, Troy 34, South Alabama 25. This should be an absolute heater. 34-35, which is just, I mean, it's going to be nuts. It's the Battle of the Belt. It's it's two hated rivalries. Uh, I mean, rivals. I think they're within like an hour of each other. They're real. They're real close. In, in, in Alabama, I I mean, I think Troy doesn't have like a direct interstate there, but it's it's Mobile to Troy. And oh man, they they don't like each other. And they're, whew, South Alabama's been having a great year. Troy has been very feisty. Troy has been great also. So I think it's like five and one or six and one versus like five and two. So it should be some great great football on on thursday night so uh, i mean that's gonna be fantastic no it's five and two troy and five and one south alabama so there you go this should be fun uh and in the battle for the belt like whoever wins they get a, a, like a championship belt like a wrestling championship belt that that has both teams on it we don't know how much it weighs but you know like a championship belt maybe we're gonna guess around 20 pounds they're not super uh, heavy they're not too heavy this this will be a great one and the, the sun belt fun belt this is some of the Sunbelt West. You know, everybody gives like the Sunbelt East, like the best side of the conference, but this is the 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 best of the West. And and the they're they're all in the West now. They used to not be. This 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 actually used to be the split in the Sunbelt, which was mm-hmm. between Soul, Troy and South Alabama. So they were actually in different conferences before this year. So this is their first year as an interdivisional rival. Same division. Welcome. There is another coin flip game at the exact same time that you probably should not watch. If you have Troy and South Alabama on one hand, I'm going to nudge you away from Virginia at Georgia Tech Thursday at 630 on actual ESPN. What is wrong with you? Like, we're the sickos. We have to watch this. Like, why are you nudging people away? I'm just saying that if you you get a screen, if you have one screen, guys. Okay, okay. The screen goes on Detroit, South Alabama. If you have two screens... Then put on Virginia at Georgia Tech. If you have three screens, we'll find you something else. Don't put on the NFL. I mean, I'm just saying there's a lot of ACC slander going on here, Jordan. Just there's a lot, lot of, of ACC oh. slander. <laughs> as, I, as, I, as I edit these podcasts, I realize that I have certain things that I keep coming back to. Man. ACC slander comes up a lot in mine. <laughs> It's you a really, lot in mine. You really, yeah, you know, you really, really love that. And then the the weekly ACC network update, which we'll get oh, we'll to get later. there in a second too. We'll get Don't there worry. A bit. All right, we'll, we'll get do there. That. We'll I get love there. that. Give us an update because no one's watching it. Uh huh. <laughs> we're, we're just angling for the sickos ACC, you know, game of the week. I gotta uh, tell you, I gotta tell you where you can find Miami because Miami gets is being buried on all the regional networks every uh, week now. Again, I don't know why they keep doing this. So Mike Ryan and, and Lebertard show must be upset. I don't know what they did. They're just trying to hide the hurricanes away. Yeah, this one's nuts. So like the, the win probability, like UVA is 51.26%. Uh, the win probability for uh, Georgia Tech is 48.74. The projected score is, is basically when you round. 
it's 24 to 24. <laughs> yeah, so it's it almost like a protect, projected overtime game that probably nobody wants to watch. And and don't denigrate the Saints at, at, you know, at Arizona, because, I mean, you get to watch like an injured Andy Dalton quarterback, the Saints versus Kyler Murray in the Cardinals. Virginia and Georgia Tech are tied in the series 21, 21 and 1. So this is sort of as even as it can go. Over the past eight games, in fact, the series is tied. Wow. So this is two rocks hitting each other, and hopefully one of them moves slightly. Friday night got much better things in terms of things that I want to watch that aren't ACC slander. First off, <laughs> 7 p.m. CBS Sports Network, which means we get the music. Yes, get the music. UAB at Western Kentucky. Dun, Another coin flip dun, chaos game of the week. Dun, dun. If they don't wear the big red helmets, I will fight God. Those yeah. things are amazing. <laughs> Put big red on the helmets. Don't tease us like that. There was like what? It. There was like five different options that they were I don't know. I don't, I don't care. Helmet. I saw, you know what I saw? A big, I saw a big red on the helmet holding a football. He's holding a fucking football. He looked great. He's, he looked like he was throwing it. He's got great mm-hmm. form. Maybe the Saints can deploy him. Okay. He did not have great form, but that's okay. Didn't okay, UAB fine. have really good helmets at one point with like the big, um, they're dragons, right? Is it dragons? Blaz- no, blazers, it? yeah. Blazers, blazers right? Okay, it's dragon. Yeah, they had those those helmets with like the big dragon on the side of it, right? At one yep. point, yeah, these mm-hmm. are good helmets. Yeah, yeah. This one again, predicting a score of thirty-one to twenty-nine, Western Kentucky over UAB. This is gonna be a great game. I'm excited. Coin flip. <laughs> Coin flip. It all depends. The win probability changes if you put big red on the helmet, Western Kentucky. Yeah, because it, it goes to a hundred if you put big red on the helmet. If you put them on the field, even more. Oh. Yes. Yes. Don't they done. have? Don't they? Don't they have the the water tower right behind the stadium too that has yes. big red on it? Yes. You love that. Just just do it, Western Kentucky. Put it. Put big red on everything. You have this beautiful, wonderful thing. Yes. Put them on everything. More big red. Do you know what he needs? Holy shit! Idea. 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 Tm. 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 <laughs> One of those old school like ice cream van ice cream pops. Mm, instead, yes. of, instead of a Ninja Turtle face, it's big red. Yes. Yes. With gumball eyes. Also on Friday night is an FCS game that we are paying attention to. We have at Long Island University, the Sharks. Yes. At oh, Wagner. Great. This the is a Seahawks. New York City battle. Wagner, right. the Wagner Seahawks? Yes. The Seahawks, that's right. It is, it's Long Island versus Staten Island, baby. Yeah, Strong Island, baby. I love this. I love this. Uh, both teams are 0-6, and Wagner's last win was in 2019 against Long Island University. So this okay. is going to be... A New York City brawl to decide who is New York's one true team. Finally. Right. Finally. So we'll the, finally the, know. The Sharks uh, are playing at Wagner. I looked up Wagner Stadium. Uh, the capacity is like 3,300. It's, it's a really cute uh, little stadium. It's nice. I like it's it. It's cute. Kind of nice. It's cute. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not what you want to have someone to say about your stadium. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> it's cute. This, you just angered all of Staten Island. All right. I'm just going to say at, that. Come at They're me, bros. Come at me. There's, You'd be like, whatever, you got to take a ferry to come get me. You know, I mean, <laughs> I think I'd rather anchor Staten Island than Long Island. There's a lot more people. Oh, in for Long sure. Island, right? For sure. Yeah. 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 I, I'm pulling I, for Long Island too because I just love Long Island. Strong Island. Yeah, for sure. Just going to say, we have the LIU Sharks. Yes. And what is a Seahawk, but basically a Jet? This is our oh, West Side Story. This is our West oh Side Story God. Bowl. Sharks and that's, Jets. That's, that's basically yeah. canon now. I'm declaring okay. this the West Side Story Bowl. Guys, right, we should tweet at their at their socials accounts and start calling it the West Side Story Bowl. They would adopt it, right? We go on to Saturday. Saturday, 11 a.m., Big Ten Network, because it's too hot for network TV. 
That's Indiana right. at Rutgers. Yes. Rutgers is favored. Really? Okay. Yeah. No, there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was a great response. Rutgers is favored. Really? Oh, okay. Sure. Hey, I'll, whatever. I'll, I'll, I'll buy it. Sure. Not by much. Not by much, right? Not by much. No, not by much. Okay. <clears throat> Did they get like the home field advantage of like three or whatever? Mm-hmm. Okay. But this is also Rutgers under the offensive under the offensive coordination of our boy Ambrosio. What, no, what's right. his actual name? Nunzio Campanelli. Oh no, who's Ambrosio then? That's the kicker that went to Tulane. <laughs> no, a, yeah, that's the Valentino. Sorry, this is Nunzio. That's right, Nunzio Campanelli. Nunzio. Nunzio. Nunzio Campanelli. Love it. Yeah, Nunzio just, Campanelli. We just, we just that he's a Ferrari off. fan and will be pulling for Ferrari during F, the F1 race this weekend. Guarantee you, Nunzio's a Ferrari fan. Guarantee it. Guarantee Love it. it. Indiana goes to Piscataway on a Saturday morning. Yeah. No one walks into Piscataway at noon and w- expects to walk away with a win. <laughs> Projected score is 21 20. So yeah. uh, Rutgers wins by a point. So let's. That's, I love these projections. They're just so close. It's ridiculous. We don't know if, if this, you know, last week we thought it was Indiana's uh, 700th loss. So uh, this would probably confirm it, I think. Yeah. Uh, if they lose this one to Rutgers, uh, it, it would seal the 700th. For okay. Sure. I'm just, okay. For every game, for every game left in the season, I'm just going to tweet out again that it's their 700th loss. I'll cover it at some point. At some point, we will be correct. <laughs> At some point, we'll be correct. That's about right. Yeah. Instead of like trying to dig further, we'll just, we'll, we'll be correct at moment. Also, the Big Ten, 11 a.m. on Fox, big noon Saturday. Iowa is going to Ohio State. This is not a coin flip chaos game. No, it is no. not. It is definitely not. <laughs> so the projections, I think Ohio State is, is what, what, 98.4% chance that they win. Iowa has a 1.6% chance for the Hawkeyes. I had a premonition. I I did an interview earlier this week. And in the interview, I had a weird feeling about this game. There was a a premonition, which it's probably not going to come true. But if it does, I I look like a genius. You do, yeah. Always call your shots. Call every shot. Again, And so I'm just going to say this. It's going to look really ridiculous in hindsight. So it's great. I have Iowa winning this game (laughs) 12-10. Okay, if that happens, they're going to burn down the horseshoe. Seriously. Like Ohio State uh, will Ohio State will yes. torch it just on principle. So it's going to be a defensive touchdown for Iowa. They take the lead 7-0, mm-hmm. right? Ohio State ties it. Iowa gets a field goal. It's 10-7. Iowa then blocks a punt uh, to make it 12-7. And then Ohio State gets a field goal in like the third quarter, and it's a scoreless fourth quarter. No action whatsoever. Iowa holds on the win, 12-10. I mean, Ryan Day's face is going to be even redder than it already is. Like, uh, his head's going to explode if this happens. Wow. Now, this is not going to happen, but I don't know why this came to me. And, you know, for some odd reason, this speaks to me like uh, the bye week for Iowa did not go well. Um, And for something, for some strange reason, I just feel like Iowa's just going to try to pull down Ohio State to their level. And and Notre Dame kind of did it. To Ohio State, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if Iowa has the athletes to do it, and I mean it's it's crazy, it's absolutely crazy. But this is the Sickos podcast. If it happens, I look like a genius. If it doesn't, it's just a, a stupid, 
uh, prediction that that had no shot, really. Uh, 1.6% chance here. There, there are four units on this field. Let's not count special teams right now. There are four units on this field. There's Ohio State offense, Ohio State defense, Iowa offense, Iowa defense. One of those four things is not like the other. Okay? Which is one of those four things is not like the other? Iowa offense. The Iowa offense is a problem. Yeah, if it, if it comes out 12-10, I don't know why. It's going to be a field day for the account. Uh, we're, 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 we're just never going to. I don't think we'll ever top it. Uh, I was going to say, this never. is going to be the peak it, moment, yeah. Yeah, it, it'd be the peak of the season there. So uh, if that if that happens, I, again, I'm just putting it out there. Again, low percentage chance, but why the hell not? Just speak it, and maybe it comes true. Maybe I have some sort of Sitco's Committee podcast powers or something. Who knows? I like it. Also, as 11 a.m. is a packed spot, by the way, guys, because 11 a.m. we also have Syracuse at Clemson. I think we've decided that Syracuse is good. We will now find out if Syracuse is great because if they can beat Clemson, that's going to be a good sign. And here's the thing. This has happened before. A less good Syracuse has beaten Clemson. Now, that was in Syracuse. This is at Death Valley. So this is a lot. This is a lot less whatever. But but should be a great game. I'm excited to see what Syracuse looks like against this competition. I agree. My parents, um, I saw my parents earlier today and they were talking about this game which my parents literally should be are, are honorary members of the Sickos committee because they're very excited about this game. I was like, really? This is the game we're excited for this weekend? Mm-hmm. But yeah, my, my mom was saying, she's like, I think we're going to find out if Syracuse is, is really good, which I guess is her version of great. Yeah. Is Syracuse, you should put it on the graphic, is Syracuse really good? There we go. I'll just, I'll, <laughs> I'll just, I'll literally just later it, later it in. Jam it, jam it in there. Mm-hmm. Perfect. And make the really like flashing. Nothing else. Oh, yeah. The whole thing is good. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it'll be a good test. I'm excited. I love it for Dino. I like Dino Babers a lot. I think it's great. We also have other ACC action at 11 a.m. And I'm going to pick up my oh, slander gosh. right now. Here we go. Here's All some right, slander. slander. Let's go. <laughs> On the ACC regional network, Hey. we have Duke at Miami. This is Miami's yeah. second week on the regional. I don't know what they're doing. They're trying to hide Miami football from us. National Treasure Miami. It's they not feel like great. They have to hide so, I mean, can you blame them? Ooh, that's that Florida State fan coming out. (laughs) So so time for my favorite segment. What are we showing instead of ACC football on the ACC network? Oh, let's do it. At 6 a.m., like you wake up, there is a a show about Miami and Coral Gables, finding historic spots, popular restaurants and establishments. At 6.30 a.m., you have ACC Traditions Pittsburgh where you got Tony Dorsett talking about his season. At 7 a.m., we get a replay of last year's Clemson-Syracuse game. At 10 a.m., <laughs> ACC Traditions Clemson. They talk about Clemson's stadium. At okay. 10.30 a.m., you get last year's Wake Forest versus Boston College game. What? At 1.30 p.m., you have ACC Traditions Wake Forest, quote, a closer look at basketball and golf programs at Wake Forest University. Oh, my gosh. So they, they, they we're looking at Wake Forest golf and basketball instead of Duke and Miami on the normal ACC network. There, there's mm-hmm. got to be some sort of like contractual tie-in here. There, there's no way they're making this decision. There, there can't be because <laughs> there, be. there, there are actually only two games on the ACC network this weekend. Okay, all right. At at two thirty Central, we have Boston College at Wake. Okay, and at seven PM, we have Pitt at Louisville. Oh, guys, right. I think I'm going to apply for director of programming for the ACC network. Good God, yes, you may need to. My new, my, new, my new job It'd be great. Just being on this podcast qualifies you for this. So, oh, absolutely. Um, absolutely. Put, put, put this put on the down resume. As, put us down, down as references. We're fine. References. We're fine. Guys, 
Can we make that my new Sicko's title, Director of ACC Network Programming? We got it. Done. 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 Sold. Sold. We will Sold. make you put it on the Putting it in my Twitter profile now. Put it on the Twitter profile. <laughs> put it on your LinkedIn if you got one of those. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh, just go right ahead. Future Director of ACC mm-hmm. Network Programming. For now, you know, it's don't want to be too presumptive. It's it aspirational. aspirational. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Also at 11 a.m. on an honest-to-God real national broadcast. Yes. The ULM Warhawks. Are going to be on real TV. Well, I mean, they were on NFL Network last week. Oh, I'm that, sorry. So I'm sorry. I, you're absolutely right. I mean, that's, which that's, is like real, real TV. That's, that's real, real, real TV. You're right. That's real the TV. big show. You made it to the big show. But but this one, ULM gets that CBS music, baby. <laughs> I mean, okay. I'm Terry projecting this into the world, in the world right now. Yes. I need a picture. I need I need a video of Terry Bowden pumping his fist on the sideline as we get the CBS music over it. Just give me that, and I will. I'll clip it. And I'll use it forever. All right. We can do that. We we need ULM to do well against Army. They're both two and four. So um, <laughs> Army's fallen on a little bit of hard times, but they've played a pretty good schedule. Uh, Army did beat the crap out of toothpaste last week. So, you know, they're, they're ready for there. They, they took out uh, Colgate and, uh, you know, they, they, they just ran all over them. Uh, ULM's run defense has been okay i don't know if they're ready for the option you know south alabama ran over uh, i'm sorry passed all over them so maybe they can handle the the army run in the option uh, at least i hope uh so i'm gonna put another a bet out there to try to stop the losing streak for ulm here um i i if ulm beats army make me do something patriotic um so i think, I, a, little, I had, I think a little lee greenwood okay that's what's gonna Jordan. be Literally, what I was thinking. This makes my heart so happy. Here we go. A little Lee Greenwood on the podcast. That feels it. All right. Yes. All right. Done. You're gonna have to sing if they, it. If they, I'm not singing the full. thing. Just maybe like a verse or something. That's fine. I'll get you. No. All right. Uh, all right. Whole thing. Okay. The whole thing. Whole thing. Come on. Oh, whole thing. You're right. Whole thing. Hold the line. Come on. Whole thing. <laughs> whole thing. All right. All right. All right. All right. Uh, what, what should What should make you feel good about this is that the ULM defense has been pretty bad, except for their run defense. I know. That's what I'm hoping. That's, that's the one thing they got going on that's been pretty good. So unless Army just decides to start passing all over them, which, let's be honest, could be it. Mm-hmm. But this the, the 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 run offense versus ULM's run defense is actually the most interesting matchup at this game, for sure. Okay, two things I need to mention. Okay. Number one, Commissioner, my mother has been very invested in like you guys winning for some reason. I think she likes Terry Bowden. Also, she loves to see Alabama lose. So that's why she was invested okay. with the tattoo oh, before. Well, I, I mean, feel like she's, yeah, she's going to be know. very invested in the Lee Greenwood situation. Okay. Also, yeah. when I was in Vegas last week and went to watch the Bellagio fountains, which is one of my favorite things in Vegas, uh, <clears throat> they played Lee Greenwood. God bless the USA for one of the songs with the fountains, yeah. which I've never heard before. And it was incredible. I was loving it. I was just go. loving it. It was, I felt like that was a great, like it was a great little, a little surprise. Because they usually I, play Sinatra or something very Vegas, mm-hmm. but it was great. My my senior year blow off class in, in you know high school was mm-hmm. was chorus, uh, yeah. so I, I was a baritone and and I had to sing this song, so I I, I know it well. There and, we go. If ULM, yes. if, if ULM does beat Army, I will be proud to be an American. So I will I will make I'll make sure I have a good karaoke backup track for you too. Do it <laughs> to go with it. That's right. From the uh, lakes of 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 monroe louisiana there we go to the hills of there's no hills in louisiana There's no hills in louisiana. Uh, <laughs> i think i found out that the highest point louisiana is like a state line <laughs> <laughs> I, at one point i was looking up the highest points in like all the states 
And some of them, some of the highest points are just like the state line, like some point along the state line, because everything's just, I think in Florida, it's like a state line because everything's just downhill from there. In DC, it's like a corner of a park somewhere that's marked by like a marker. Yeah. I think in New Orleans, it's, it's like in the Ottoman Zoo. It, it's a, it's a hill called like Monkey Hill. And it's like, I think maybe like 20 feet above sea level. Or it's above sea level though. It's above sea yeah. level. Yeah, barely. I feel like in Florida, actually, it's either Bach Tower or the Citrus Tower. I have to look this up, but continue chatting. I, it's going to bother me because it's, it's actually, it's close to where I live, but I'll look it up while y'all talk. Right. Guys, 345 feet above sea level, Britain wow. Hill is Florida's highest natural point and the lowest highest point in the United States of all the states. There I didn't go. know that. Interesting. Right. Okay. Sea Coast trivia. There we go. Learn something. Learn Sorry. something new every time. That's right. Why does Bowling Green keep showing up on these lists, Kamish? It okay. So this is this is my toddler. I think my toddler has a fascination with Bowling Green. I don't know what it is. So when we start watching the games to start the day, I I normally let him pick a screen, essentially, and he picks a game. So he like two weeks ago he picked the Buffalo and Bowling Green game where there was the hilarious fall down fake. Uh, oh, yeah, goal yeah. that, mm-hmm. that went hilariously wrong and i was like okay this is why you, like he he's the one that like picked saint peter's to go to the elite eight in his bracket oh, that's right Madness. he did that's right yeah. yes well, so he has this weird thing and he always seems to pick bowling green and and bowling green is, is bonkers like their their team is nuts they had a, f- a seven overtime game with with eastern kentucky mm-hmm. where the linemen tried to convert one in five overtime the eastern kentucky linemen tried to do that and I mean, like last week, you thought they would lose. And no, they won. And you have no idea. They beat Marshall. I mean, it, Bowling Green doesn't make any sense this year. And they're incredibly fascinating. And then they play Central Michigan, who is two and five or two and four, I believe. Lower level MAC teams, but when you get MAC versus MAC, uh, they're so very, weird. very. It's, yeah, it's so weird. It's don't so know weird. what's happened in the MAC. Because they all go play these like pay to play games, like the 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 yeah. you know the check games and stuff. So when you get Mac versus Mac, you really don't know. And Bowling Green is incredibly confusing, but they're just so much fun to watch. Another Mac game it. that is part of our coin flip game chaos game of the week, or chaos coin flip week of games. Eastern Michigan at Ball State at one p.m. on ESPN Plus. Yeah. Predicting a score of 25 to 24 Ball State ahead. Ball State, who just had their big comeback win against uh, UConn. UConn. Yep. So yeah, they're, on a, they're on a heater right now is what I'm hearing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Ball State's what, four and three now, I believe? So, I mean, this this can help Ball State's, you know, the, the bowling Ball State. Maybe they can make it to the quick lane bowl. You know, something, one of those there, but. You know, really, it, it should be a, a fun game. The Cardinals are, are, are always entertaining. In Eastern Michigan, uh, when you see them play on the not gray field. I'm excited to uh, see them not in their field. It, yeah. it, it's, 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 it's always, it's a, it's a, it's a bit of like a, a shock when you're like, oh, I'm watching Eastern Michigan, but it's, it's, there's color. So it's just very confusing and, and disorienting. And, and maybe that confuses Ball State. Now, after Notre Dame went to the city of sin and took out the Mormons, the city of sin is coming for Notre Dame. 1.30 p.m. on Peacock. UNLV is going to Notre Dame. <laughs> A weird one for October, the middle of the late middle of October. This is not a coin flip game. Notre Dame should win this. But I said that last week about Notre Dame being Stanford and that didn't happen. So we'll see if this is their get right game. Maybe this will 
shake something loose for Notre Dame. Do you think Ooh. UNLV travels with the, the um, turnover slot machine? I hope so. Me too. Me too. I want to see that. Well, in they can't, well, but they can't leave it on the sideline. Like it can't be part of the stadium because it's the Raiders stadium. I don't see the Raiders running over there. Hey, Raiders, you should go over there and use the use the fucking turnover thing. That would be a lot of fun. Point. Great point, Jordan. That's a great point. They they have it on one of those wheeling carts where you just like wheel it out there and mm-hmm. you just push it's it. My- <laughs> and because because I'm imagining also you know UNLV is not taking like the fancy fancy chartered flights so this is someone's carry on like just trying to like <laughs> wheel it on the plane and get it in the overhead. That, this can't can't fit. It fit it just, just, it, it, just shoving it. It fit in the fucking thing out there. I'm gonna put this on the plane. Don't tell me to gate check this shit. Twist you know it. who I am. Or you know that like if they're checking it, they're putting an Apple AirTag on it because someone at that airport is trying to steal that mess. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Definitely. The only thing I'm really curious curious about this game, uh, you think Notre Dame should win this one, right? I want to know yeah. if UNLV's band is traveling to Notre Dame. Uh, <laughs> and, and, you know, they got in trouble with the ref <laughs> against Air Force. So the, the ultimate cops of Notre Dame, mm-hmm. definitely not going to stand for that. They will well, definitely the old, be knocked the, out. The, yeah. old folks at no, the old folks at Notre Dame hate loudness. This is well documented. I'm just wondering if the band's going to make the trip and then like everybody will just be standing next to them, making sure they don't play when Notre Dame has the ball. Like with very, libra- very librarian mode. Their arms crossed, <laughs> just staring at them. Don't you dare. Don't you dare run in Rebels band. Don't you dare. At 2.30 on CBS, we have an incredibly normal SEC game that will be calm and collected. Yes, the game will be as normal as possible. Yes. Ole Miss is going to LSU. I, I don't know what to expect for this. I, like, I literally don't know. And it's going to be really funny if LSU upsets well, Ole Miss. This, this, basically, this basically started the coin flip chaos week yeah. for me. This projection that I saw from, from Parker at Stats of War, so whenever you go to his Twitter, like buy him a beer or whatever, LSU is projected to win. Their win probability is 50.01%. So like, like mm-hmm. 0.1%. Ole Miss is 49.99%. Uh, the projected score is 28.51 versus 28.51. This game will be completely normal. Uh, nobody's going to get upset. Nothing weird is going to happen in this game. You know, Ole Miss and LSU, they, they love each other so much, and they'll sing Kumbaya in Tiger Stadium. Nothing weird is going to happen in this game whatsoever. Uh, it, it'll be calm. You know, both both fan bases really love each other. Uh, in the tailgates, they love each other. They love to tailgate. I'll say that. Yeah, that uh, is true. But, yeah. but but watching the game, they hate each other. But then after the tailgates, over, uh, back to the tailgating, they seem to be friends again because there's a lot more drinking. No, I've, I've been to a few of these Ole Miss LSU games, and they're just absolutely wild. It's just they're, they're good people. Like, they don't really, like, hate each other. They get along pretty well, but they don't like to lose to each other. Like, yeah. You know, they, they will they will needle at each other like all week, which they're doing already on Twitter, which is very entertaining to us. But basically, they they seem like they they get along well uh, when when there's no games involved, essentially. I mean, they're like like fundamentally is as different as they are in terms of like the stereotypes of the school, whatever. They're also bound by heavy drinking. Yes. So yeah. may your cup if your cup be red or your chalice be, you know gold a, a, a camouflage koozie that you got oh, yeah, from a big green egg dealer we're all the same we're all the, whether your yeti be whether your yeti be light blue or purple that's we're right. all the same when you come down to it this Basically. game is going to be an absolute madhouse something's going to cool. happen that's going to I, I i would be surprised if something catches on fire outside the stadium i would be surprised <laughs> if 
if something in the stadium catches fire. I would True. be surprised if Mike the Tiger decides to just show up as of his own volition this time and like just like escapes the sanctuary and wanders into the stadium. Another 2.30 game on ESPN that's not going to be nearly as nearly as high scoring, but should still be very fun. Purdue at Wisconsin. This one, again, one of our coin flip games. Yeah. Purdue is estimated to have 24 points and Wisconsin 22. Wisconsin's so on their heels, even though they look better. I think Purdue has this one. But again, Purdue superpower is looking like they're good and then absolutely folding on a, way, a weird away yeah. game. All right. I want to I ask both of you this question. I don't know if mm-hmm. you know it. When is the last time Purdue has beaten Wisconsin? I'm going 90s. I don't know. 97. Okay. 2012? 2004. Ooh. Mm. So Purdue Ooh. has got to get this over this hump. And so I don't know if it's like they haven't won at Wisconsin since 2004. But uh, it, it could this. be that. But they have not. Purdue does, historically does not do well against Wisconsin, even though they, they have their, their favorite to win in this coin flip slightly. Mm. Uh, it's a projected score of 24 to 22. But, yeah, that this one, Purdue always seems to, to trip up over themselves when they play Wisconsin. So maybe they get over the hump this time. It's worse. 2003 was the last time they won. 2003. Okay. Mm. All right. I had it. But they, right. they they won in, they won in Madison in two thousand three. But since okay. then, it has been heartbreaking loss, sort of mixed in with some absolute blowouts. Your best deal of the week. If you are yes. near Old Dominion University for five American dollars, you can go watch Georgia Southern play ODU, which is going to be such a good game. I don't know why it's it's their homecoming too. It's ODU's homecoming. It's going to be such a good game. This is at two thirty on ESPN Plus. A Sunbelt banger. Again, this is one of our coin flip games of the week. Yes. Yeah. Georgia Southern is mean, predicted it. to win slightly. Yeah. Um, Georgia slightly. Southern, Georgia Southern, 51% win probability. ODU, 49%. We, we have the Detmer Darling. We may God. rename it the Van Trees. Kyle Van Trees, our boy. Kyle Van Trees. I mean, God, wow. Like just yards, interceptions, touchdowns, everything. The projected score in this one is 35.68 to 35.23. This should be fun. I don't know. I mean, if you're in like what, DC, whatever, drive down to Norfolk. Uh, yeah. You know, if you're in Ocean City, Maryland, drive down, catch this game, go to Old Dominion, come up from Nags Head, North Carolina, whatever. Yeah, uh, Nags Head. Nags Head. I don't even. OB, OBX, baby. Is, is that North Carolina or is it? That's the Outer yeah, Banks, baby. All right, all right perfect. The Outter Banks. Sorry. We call it. Yeah. We call it, we call it the OBX. Those of OBX. us that those of us that summer there, we call it the oh, OBX. Wow. Someone went to Rosemary Beach once, and wow. Yeah. <laughs> also at two thirty, again a very normal game on ESPN two. Memphis at Tulane. This is another game that is never normal. It's homecoming for Tulane. Uh, these two never play a normal game ever. The local news in New Orleans, they were like, they celebrated that Tulane, hey, they're ranked for the first time since 1998. Then like one lo- local reporter was just like, nobody's going to show up to this game. Like basically rained on Tulane's parade. Like nobody shows up to, to the human stadium. And I'm like, are you, I'm like, why would you do this? To-? It was so right. mean. It was ridiculous. And, and. So just one local reporter from one local news station did that. But, you know, we're, we're all in on Tulane. They're ranked. Uh, we hope they maintain the ranking. Uh, but Memphis is going to be feisty. Memphis is coming off of a four-overtime loss to East Carolina. You know, Memphis and, and Memphis had that crazy loss to, what, Houston? Yeah. Uh, you know, again, so Memphis is coming off to back-to-back 
crazy, insane losses. Maybe it's a third in a row crazy, insane loss. I don't know. But it's going to be fun and, and definitely must-see TV to watch the 25th ranked Tulane Green Wave. Feels like 98. Feels like 98. Also, in my, la- my, my latest uh, cursed data science had Memphis and Tulane right next to each other. So even though this isn't a coin flip game, for me, it feels like it should be. The, the Sicko's data science has them next to each other, so something... Our, our, our sicko sense is tingling on this game. Me being from New Orleans and everybody like buying all the Tulane gear is just ridiculous. It, it's great because I mean I, I have the I have a lot of Tulane gear and then when I when I go back and visit my, my family in New Orleans, I, I try to go around like a game yeah. uh, and to go check out Yulman and, and you know because my dad and I we used to go the, it was great like they would play in the Superdome mm-hmm. and my dad would have me like, go to the the ticket counter and, and ask for student tickets. Like when I was like a middle school student and like yeah. a, an early high oh, school student. The then, strategy. No, no, but the fun, the fun thing is, is that every time I did that, a two lane booster would come up to me and just hand me like two or three free tickets. And we would get in the dome for free every single awesome. time. Even better. So, even better. so, so when I went to human the first time, I was like, there's no way this is going to happen again. And it did. Like we got free <laughs> tickets to go to Human. They they let us go in. So hopefully they they pack Human. Uh, it'll be wild. You know they have the giant smoke angry wave there. So hopefully yeah. the the home co- home crowd will be raucous for them on homecoming. So. The next game at two thirty on ABC is a fucking cursed game. Texas <laughs> is going to Stillwater. I hate this game so much, guys. Oh, Texas like, fan. This is as a Texas fan. I hate this game. This like, is the game in, that gives me nightmares. Any of the three, really good Texas seasons, this is the one where like Oklahoma State's just oh god. Your your three podcasts, like here we go. So after Texas beat OU, incre- incredible, braggadocious mm-hmm. Texas fan, woo, screaming like crazy. Yeah. Then you you barely escaped Iowa State. You were like, okay, I need to slow it down a little bit. And then now you're like cursed Texas this fan. Game, like, this, game this game is always is cursed. cursed though. <laughs> like I have, I have very clear memories of like Texas perfect seasons, almost getting like destroyed by this by Oklahoma State. Like, Do you back feel like in, this is like anyone that plays Oklahoma State? Because I feel like the OU Oklahoma State game is also cursed. Like Oklahoma State's just I don't know. No, that was not cursed. Oh, I mean, that that game is cursed for Oklahoma State because Oklahoma yeah, has true. won like ninety percent of those games. It's just that's recently true. gotten gotten okay. Got interesting, yeah. Yeah, this one's a lot worse. Uh, Texas has lost eight of the last twelve. Ooh. So this again, this is not something that like they're comfortable with, and yeah. in Stillwater, I Qu- Quinn Ewers is going to have to have a way better game than he had against Iowa State for, to come out and win on this one, because otherwise they're yeah. going to get just get run up. Was that that bad Matt Damon movie that I never saw? Like Stillwater. Yeah, Stillwater. Was, okay, okay, I got to watch that one still. Uh, I have, I have, I have Ken on my mom's side from Stillwater. Okay. So like that's. I, so technically, part of me is Oklahoma State. Was what I'm saying here is that when Oklahoma State wins, I'm going to claim that fandom too and say that you know <laughs> my real my real heart was in Oklahoma State. I, I'm a Garth Brooks fan, so I'm going to claim it too. There we go. Exactly right. <laughs> also, I just found out they sing "Friends in Low Places" in Stillwater. Like, is it every game? Mm-hmm. I think it's every game, which makes me want to go. This is on like on my list of stadiums to go to. As, like, a, as, a, as an Oklahoma that. State fan, I should know this, but I you don't. Jordan, I'm just, very disappointed. I want to go to the stadium. I want to go to Oklahoma State, the the, the stadium, the T Boone picking stadium, or whatever. And I want to get one of those those paddles that they have and just oh, smack it against the. Yeah, that's all I want to do the whole game. I just get me in the front row and I just want to smack 
the, the, the paddle against the padding that is way mm-hmm. too close to the sidelines. That's all I want to do. At 3 p.m., this feels so weird. 3 p.m. on the Team One app. That feels fine. Hawaii at Colorado State. Mm-hmm. 3 p.m. Coin flip chaos again. Do the it coin noise. Bling, 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 bling. Okay, I'm going to find some good sounds. Add some if, or if, I, if I don't, I'm going to find the worst sounds I can. Yeah, this one is, is is Hawaii has 49.69% to win this game. Colorado has 50.31 win probability to win this game. So the score is projected 19.91 to 20.02. So this one is just an incredible coin flip. Hawaii has uh, gotten their first FBS win. They beat yeah, they Nevada. They beat Nevada. Woo-hoo. Uh, and guess who the only team that Colorado State beat was was Nevada. Nevada. So uh, this 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 will really tell the test of time on on who beat Nevada more. I guess I, I believe it's I believe it was pronounced Nevada. 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 I believe that's the pronunciation they prefer. Nevada. Nevada. <laughs> so yeah, three. But here's the best part about this game, guys, is that because you have to watch it on the app, you don't, you can't put it on one of your screens. So it's not taking up screen space. It's gonna be have it my, on your phone. It's gonna be my little phone, and I wonder if we we'll get some weird local Fort Collins commercials gotcha. uh, in this situation, or if it still will be the weird Hawaii commercials where they're they're drinking milk, gallons of milk on the beach again. I saw, so. I, I, I saw spam in Kroger today, and I kind of <laughs> wanted to buy some to make some spam and um, eggs. Stealing uh, that. I'm just going to say this, like I've never had spam, but I'd be willing to try it, but I, I just, I'm not going to, pur- yeah, it's not terrible. I'm yeah. not going to purposely seek it out and try it, but if it's an option and, and I'm there, like whatever, yeah. I'll, I'll give it a shot. Yeah. At three o'clock on the PAC 12 network, because this needed to actually be hidden on the PAC 12 network. Good choice this time, guys, Arizona <laughs> state at Stanford. <laughs> On yep. all of our refrigerators. <laughs> on, all of, right. on every refrigerator and on your, on your washing machines. Mm-hmm. What's, and, the, what's, the, the, what's the best appliance we could put this we could, we could put the back 12 network on? Your stove, your microwave. I think mm. I think Katie said it earlier. Today. Water heater. No. Mm. Water heater would be good. Katie said that you're gonna have the Pac-12 network at the gas pump. So <laughs> it's true. Like, this, has been, this, has been a, this has been a running bit for me. Yeah, for a, a while because I used to joke that the Florida Florida State game, when we were both bad, which has been a lot recently, was going to be on the gas station pump channel. It, I pull it out every year, and there's new people that don't see it. And yeah, appreciate it's it. Good. But yeah, gas station pump channel, just put it on there. It's fine. Pack, it's fine. Pack twelve network coming to a gas station near you. Yeah. <laughs> can, can this one I, again. I, yeah. Can I get it? Can I, can I get the Pack twelve network in Modesto, California? No. Can I get it on a gas pump in Maine? Absolutely. But everywhere else, yes. Gas pump in Maine. I'm, I'm in Booth Bay Harbor, Maine, filling up my gas tank and watching Arizona State at Stanford. Yeah. Uh, that's what people, that's what the people, Larry, Larry Scott knew what the people wanted. That's right. Arizona State, again, 49.77% win probability. Stanford, so 50 point, 50.23. The projected score is 27.41 versus 27.8. So yeah. again, another coin flip. We have no idea what's going to happen. Stanford beat Notre Dame last week. Arizona State, I believe, had a bye week after yeah. they they took that out correct. Washington. And um, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen here. I have no idea. Fun story. When I was trying to sort out my cable before the season started, <clears throat> mm-hmm. I asked for the SEC and ACC networks. 
I told them that was the only two additional things I needed. I had ESPN and ESPN2. And somehow in this whole process that took like two days, uh, I ended up at one point with the Pac-12 network and the Big Ten network, but not the ACC or SEC network. (laughs) And the guy was like, yeah, I thank you. Great question. What package choice did like get you to that point? And then at one point, like, so we're all clear. I live in Florida. At one point, they told me the SEC network was not available in my region. And I was like, I need to speak to someone different because I know for sure it is. Like, what is happening? Also, um, and I think I tweeted about this, that uh, at one point they asked whoever I was on the phone with, I think with the guy who ultimately took care of the whole thing, asked, oh, so who in your household is the SEC fan and who's the ACC fan? And I was like, nope, it's just me. It's just Just me, me. sir. And he's like, oh, I shouldn't have assumed. I was like, damn right, you shouldn't have. Damn right, you shouldn't have. I'm sorry. I am a part of the Sickos committee. I want all the channels. I, I, I need all. I need all of your channels, sir. A sickness and an addiction, and I need for you to just help me. That's right. I cannot stop watching college football, no matter yeah. what it's yeah. on. Please give me all the channels. All of them. 3 p.m. on ESPN Plus. FAU at UTEP. UTEP. Okay, so let's talk about this in terms of the UTEP Bull Brand Express. Two, two, two. We're on the. We're on the road. They yeah. had a rough. Of their last game before their their week off, they lost at Louisiana Tech in a close one. Mm-hmm. They need this game. UTEP needs this game to be bowl eligible, basically. Their remaining schedule is FIU, uh, sorry, FAU at home, Florida Atlantic at home, Middle Tennessee at home, at Rice, FIU at home, and at UTSA. So they need three of their last five. I yep. think they drop, because Rice is pretty good right now, so I think they drop Rice and they drop UTSA. So that means at home, they have to beat Florida Atlantic, Middle Tennessee, and FIU, which is totally possible, but they got to get this one. Otherwise, they need a, a absolute Hail Mary. This is a coin flip game, however, but not quite yep. as close as the other ones. This is our sort of our, our outer bounds of this one. The projected score is 36-33. The Bowbound Express, again, needs this to stay on we, track. We need this. You know, it's not like UTSA has this history of dropping their last game of the season against a weird Texas opponent. No, no, it's never happened before, right? I was the best part about that one because if you if y'all don't know, UTSA dropped their very last game last year against North Texas at North Texas, and mm-hmm. I was actually sitting in Denton at like a cafe with some friends, not at the game, which was my fault because it was raining. And I just wanted to be there, and I kept looking at the score, going, "The fuck is happening?" This is when Seth Luttrell managed to turn his, you know turn his team around for like five games. You know what we haven't heard this year? People calling for Seth Luttrell's head yet. Usually by this point in the season, North Texas is ready to fire him. And yeah. I haven't heard a single thing. So good on you for going, they're four and three right now. Now nah, he's fine. Yeah. Whatever. There's no way he gets fired this season. It's fine. <laughs> it's all going to be fine. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, 4 p.m. on ESPN Plus, Southern Miss at Texas State. This is Texas State's homecoming too. Yeah. So this is going to be a close one. This is again, a coin flip game of the week. Yeah. Southern Miss loves to play really close games. The projection, the projected score here is eighteen seventeen. Please um, let it be. Please so, let that actually be the score. Yeah, Southern that's Miss a fun score. Weird. Fun. Southern Miss just won a game twenty to nineteen. So this would just be <laughs> one, you know, a few points less than that. So we'll we'll see what Texas State's got. I mean, they they've been feisty. They beat App. They almost beat Troy last week. Southern Miss is, is gutting out really close losses. And both of both of these teams, if they want hopes of like that the slim hopes of a bowl game, they both need this. So this this will be a very, very hotly contested Sunbelt West game. Five PM on Flow. Yeah. I'm just making voices for everything. Flow. This is gonna be this is this is San Jose State at New Mexico State. 
Always going to shout out our, our good boys, the Aggies. Yeah. San Jose State coming off of a loss against Fresno State last week. So this they may be looking for some revenge on this one. They didn't They didn't play well. Uh, it was on the road in Fresno. Fresno's not at full strength again. Like the quarterback's out for the year. Hainer's out for the year. They lost to UConn. Uh, but it was a rivalry game that they lost. So maybe San Jose State gets back on track here in, in Aggie Memorial. Or, I mean, New Mexico State's defense has been good, but I don't know if their offense can do enough. So I, I feel like this could be a low-scoring defensive struggle a bit. Yeah. And, and maybe the Aggies can steal one or San Jose, San Jose State gets back on track. Now for some more ACC slander. At 7 oh. p.m. on the ACC <laughs> Network, we have Pitt at Louisville. Yeah. Two teams that have looked either mm. either like garbage or hot garbage, depending on the week. Mm-hmm. Pitt's mm. probably look slightly better. They do have a slightly better win percentage, uh, a win percentage chance, according to our coin flip game this week. But it still looks like it's going to be a. They're predicting a 22 to 20 score, which What's... for Pat Narduzzi would be elevating. He'd be elevating at that point. It's wild that Pitt took Tennessee to overtime and that Louisville beat US, UCF, excuse me. Um, it's just for wow. Wow. Yeah. UCF, USC, same thing. Again, same team. Well, I'm sorry. One of those teams has a national title this decade. One of them doesn't. Woo. <laughs> Woo. All right. I'm going to the UCF um, Cincinnati game in a few weeks. That's oh, also going to be a lot of good. It's going to be a lot of fun. And please be very, I want to be very clear. I'm not a fan of either team. I'm wearing my shirt that says Stephen Godfrey hates my team to that game. Nice. I'm just going to stir, stir the pot the entire time I'm there. Mm-hmm. But anyway, sorry. It is wild that Pitt took Tennessee to overtime. Just my, my brain, that feels like it was another season or something. I don't know, man. It does. Wild. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah, I'm done with my. I think I think that's my last bit of ACC slander this this week. So we're good. I now. mean, yeah, that'll be an interesting game. Interesting. This one, this this is going to be a weird coaching matchup: Narduzzi versus Satterfield. Um, there were rumors swirling that if Satterfield lost to Virginia, that he was fired. Uh, but then he beat Virginia, and then he he gets the guy them through the bye week. So. In uh, our evening slate, actually slows down a little bit this time. We have a couple of good, fun Mountain West games, but let's go first to the SEC. Texas A&M is going to South Carolina, guys. I don't, I don't like A&M's chances here, and I feel bad about saying that. I don't. I'm very bullish on Beamer. I love him. He's such a fun coach. I would love this so much, so much. Yeah, I, I mean, this one's going to be weird, and this is like the. Is this when Texas A&M joined the SEC? This is like their permanent SEC Mm -hmm. East. So it's their rival in the SEC. So it's a rival matchup, you know, definitely. And then A&M always jokes about this. Like the Aggie fans, they always joke about this. And and this one's always a weird game, but going to Columbia, South Carolina at night, uh, uh, hidden on the SEC network, it's it's weird. Uh, It should be interesting. We'll see what Jimbo can do and – I, I don't know. I mean, South Carolina's feisty. I mean, they beat Kentucky. Uh, they got to rest, and then now they're they're facing the Aggies. So it's, it'll be an interesting one. Uh, then we have some of our Mountain West nightcaps. At 6 p.m. on the CBS Sports Network, we have Boise State at Air Force. This is another coin flip game. Final estimated score is Air Force 31, Boise 30, which feels about right. We'll see if Air Force is... I, 
I don't think Boise's run defense is very good. I'm going to double check that as I say that. Because if that's the case, then this is going to be a very a very rough game very quickly. I just love, I love Air Force's running back. His name is just Brad Roberts. Hi, I'm Brad Roberts. <laughs> that sounds like, that's, that sounds like the guy who is, who is the Air Force, like, passing leader. Let me find. No, it's a, it's a Georgia quarterback Hi. name is what it is. <laughs> Hi. Hi, I'm Brad Roberts. I have 853 yards rushing and 12 touchdowns this year. <laughs> Nice to meet you. There we go. So, so yeah. So, so Air Force's single season passing leader is a guy named Bob Parker, and number yeah. two is Gary Baxter. Yeah, that's, again, oh. that's such an Air Force yeah. name. Yeah, yeah, it definitely. Bob, Bob, so and Gary. Brad Roberts, Bob, Gary, and Brad. Uh, definitely the Air Force names. Uh, Boise again. It's it's a coin flip game. Again, another coin flip game. The projected score is 31-30. Has Boise State solved their offensive woes? Eh. Um, can Boise State stop Air Force's running attack? Probably not. Eh, I don't know. It's it's in Colorado Springs. Should be fun. A night game in Colorado Springs. You don't get too many Air Force games at night. No. So this will be a little interesting. And, and, and it's on the CBS Sports Network. So you do get the fantastic CBS yeah. music. Yeah. And then our final game we'll talk about in detail Utah State at Wyoming at 8.45 on Fox Sports 2. This one yeah. is sort of out of the coin flip. It's Wyoming 59% win percentage, Utah State 41%, estimated final score of 30-27. Wyoming feeling like they're the better team going into this, but Utah State has started to look like they're turning around, the, like making the around the corner. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, Utah State changed quarterbacks, and they, they're looking a little bit better. They were able to, to gut out a win against Colorado State last week, but it was only like 17-13. Yeah. So I don't know if you hold on to that too much. Um, you know, Wyoming is it, tough. It's tough to play in Laramie. I, again, uh, I want to go to Laramie. Like, send me to Wyoming. Mm-hmm. I, I want to see a game here. I, I want to go check out the turf and, and, and Wyoming's Pistol Pete with guns, with so guns, to speak. Yes. But, yeah, definitely Pistol Pete with guns. So uh, yeah, this would be interesting. I, I'm looking forward to this. I want to shout out a couple of different PAC 12 games uh, or another mountain West game too. On top of this is San Diego state at Nevada or Nevada, whatever. We'll do the Neva- Nevada. Nevada. <laughs> it's just Nevada. Nevada. It's Nevada. Yeah. I can't even In say apostrophe. No, but uh, San Diego State versus <laughs> both have like really, really bad offenses. San Diego State is is depleted at quarterback. Yeah, they have no. They have left. not. They have not resorted to the Southern Miss superback. Like, do it, Come San Brady Diego Hoke. State. Come on, Brady Hoke. Do let's it, go, Brady Hoke. Let's let's go do the Southern Miss superback. I mean, just throw in, run the Wildcat all the time. But Brady Hoke's not going to do that. He'll he'll start a safety at, at quarterback. Uh, but you know, this, this should be interesting and that's going to be our, our nightcap. Um, at also another night, at only nine 30. That's right. That's our nightcap. Thank you for no Hawaii test. I think I should make it to the end of the games this week. Uh, another one is, is Washington at Cal. It's on normal ESPN Washington at Cal. I feel like Cal is going to be really angry after what happened to them in Boulder. So it would be incredibly sickos of Cal to come out and win this game. And we, and we call to you, we call to you, Doc, Dark Lord Oski. Come forth. That's right. Come forth. Come forth, Oski. Come from the cracks in Cal Stadium. Come forth. Rise. Rise from your slumber. 
That's Dead crazy. Pack 12 after dark. Uh, I don't know if you caught that on the mic, but oh, keep that gonna, in. Oh, it's going to leave that in. <laughs> Sounds like a, looks yes. like a boxing bell. Actually, it was it's like a church bell, so, uh, like so an ominous church bell. Our actual nightcap, though, we got oh. a 10 p.m. kick out in the big sky. Yeah. Montana, oh. at, Montana at Sacramento State. Oh, yeah. Montana coming off of that big loss against Idaho. They're angry. And Sacramento State having their best season in a decade. Dude, Sacramento State just puts up points. They lo- and they look I mean, good doing it. Like they have, they look oh, like they man. have not come. No one has stopped them yet. They look really good. They look great. I think their lowest scoring game this year for Sacramento State is they put up 37. Yep. That's their lowest scoring game. And that was against the Panthers of Northern Iowa. So I guess Iowa teams like the to have good just drag you so down to your level drag you down to the <laughs> iowa level we will drag you down to iowa no but sacramento state i think like one week i was watching them play like utah tech yeah. or something and sacramento state was just just non-stop like just video, points, points, video game points, 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 points. video game numbers. it's it's mm-hmm. so so that's that's gonna be the nightcap i think that's on what uh espn 2 Oh, so oh. you get it on like normal Big sky on ESPN two. Love yeah. it. Love to see Big it. Sky ESPN two. There is uh, a little sickos action in the Big Sky too this week. It is one in five Eastern Washington. Unfortunately, not on the red field. Uh, not on Eastern the blood Washington. turf. Damn. Not on the blood turf. It's at Cal Poly, who is also uh, one in five. I believe the coach of Cal Poly. No, it's not Dan Hawkins, right? I think so. Let me see. I thought he's at Cal State, but. He could be at Cal Poly. I don't know. How do you not Google? How do you not know that I want the football team and not the actual fucking school? What's wrong with you? <laughs> you know this by now. No, the head coach is okay. a band by the name of Bo Baldwin. Bo Baldwin. Bo Baldwin. He is a West Coast man from Santa Barbara. He's fifty. He coached. He's he's coached at Central Washington, Eastern Washington, and Cal before. Okay. All his assistants. This is his first head job. We wish the Cal Poly. The Broncos? Mustangs. Good luck to the Mustangs. Good luck to the Eastern Washington Eagles. Should be fun. Yeah. That'd be fun. Bo Baldwin, 3-17 and 17 overall as a head coach. Okay, so he's still getting there. He's finding his sea legs. Right. Well, maybe, do they have a live Mustang out there in Cal Poly? Maybe that can poop on Got, the field. Gotta get it. That'll help. <laughs> the, the cops at the SMU game where they were using to pick up. Yeah. Anyways. So I'm great. glad it was, I'm glad it was turf. I'll just say that. Mm-hmm. Probably made it a little bit easier mm-hmm. on them. Some some <laughs> grounds manager is so pissed this week. Oh, for sure. Like like uh, like just like the folks on the field are just so pissed off. Okay, that's at the end of our list. Katie, you got anything else you want to talk about? Yeah, can I mention two things? Oh, number one. Speaking of Pac-12 after dark, last weekend I was at a wedding, um, and I left the wedding a little early to go watch the Florida. Well the end of the Florida state game with my friend Tempe shout out to Tempe, who is a Twitter pal. Um, oh, yeah. And we, yeah. So we met up at a bar in DC. I was at a wedding in DC. Um, <clears throat> when the Florida state game was over, I mentioned, Oh, there's no Pac 12 after dark. And there was a Clemson fan who was kind of hitting on both of us all night candidly. Mm-hmm. And when I said something about Pac 12 after dark, he overheard it and tried to propose to me. He's like, whatever this is, I want in. And I was like, Oh wow, this is aggressive. This is very aggressive. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Did not she, she did not want any part of this. It was very funny. He asked for her <laughs> wedding ring because she's married, and she was like, "No, this is not this is a no." That's creepy as hell. <laughs> yeah, it was very. 
other thing I just realized I'm going to be in Austin. Um, I'm not, I'm only going to the race on Sunday. So I will be in Austin on Saturday and we'll be at a bar for sure. Watching the uh, Texas Oklahoma state game. And Jordan, I'm so sorry, but I will be throwing horns down. That's fine. A little bit. Go for it. I need to do it. When no, I'm in Austin. If I come back with a black eye, you guys know why. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I'm, I'm I, telling you that's you're, you're, well, that black eye, you're gonna get flagged. Someone's going to throw a flag. At- <laughs> Right, yard penalty, a fifteen-yard penalty. Mm-hmm. When I was at the at the at the game, the ULM and Texas game, when when ULM scored their their three points, and I was like, they're not going to get shut out. I got excited and said that they're mm-hmm. not going to get shut out, and I I threw a horns down. Yeah, but did. I don't know if anybody saw it. No, yeah, no, it was pretty low. You you threw it. You it was threw very it low. low. You knew it was you not knew. high. No, it was no. not high. Definitely, I was not confident. Come on no, now. No, <laughs> okay. but the horns down. The ULM players were coming out. Oh yeah, were, horns down. Oh yeah, you had to, this, on you the sideline. Yeah, it was this horns down and they lost. It's so satisfying. Yes, it's so satisfying. You gotta I, do you it. know that that I enjoy them more than I enjoy A and M right now because of Jimbo. But yeah, I will be throwing some horns down. So, Kamish, anything else you want to talk about this week? Um, I think I forgot to to mention a few games. Go for um, it. Tulsa at Speak Temple. Speak your heart, my friend. Tulsa at Temple. I forgot about that. Um, I mean, I can't forget about the Owls. And then we have like we have like really, really like three or four dedicated Temple followers. We do, and they are intense. Um, both Tulsa and Temple not that great this year. So I think they both only have two wins, and that's on a Friday night. So it's a Friday night game on ESPN two. Um, so both of them are two and four. That should be fun to watch. Hopefully, uh, Temple will put up a better fight. Uh, last game they they had some trouble with the space uniform of USC. Um, another one I wanted to throw out there for weirdness. Um, my my fun thing is like when you go from West Virginia to Lubbock, Texas. Yeah. So <laughs> West Virginia weird Big Twelve game um, at Lubbock. You know, West Virginia, the, the Mountaineers coming off uh, of a big win over Baylor. Can they carry that momentum all the way to AT&T Stadium in Lubbock? Which, uh, that, that's going to be a fun one, honestly. And then I think we mentioned FIU at Charlotte previously in the podcast. Um, yeah, I, think was, I think it was a throwaway joke, actually, that I made, but yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. FIU at Charlotte is really happening this week, so I'll say that. And then I don't think we ever mentioned the vaunted Vandy offense. On the road at mm-hmm. Missouri, yeah. can, can Vandy get their first SEC win in 14 games? No. No? No. Okay. So I'm not, not, I'm not, I'm not feeling it. If, if, they, if they do, I, I feel like the Missouri coach is, is on the hot seat. Eli, yeah, yeah. I agree yeah. with that. No, it's, so. not, it's, not Eli, you know, it's not Eli Drinkwitz anymore. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, at Missouri, I think it's it is. Say, right? Okay, so Eli. Okay, yeah. I don't know who I yes. thought. I don't know who I thought was. Man, Eli's only Eli, Eli Drinkwitz is only thirty nine years old. Damn. Yes, younger than Good us. Damn. Damn. No, not younger than me. I don't know. What, I don't know what y'all are talking about. He's older than me. <laughs> old folks. Apparently, apparently, the chairman and I are. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck you guys are yeah. talking about. I'm. I'm a spry. Yeah. I'm a, a spry thirty eight. I'm a child. What are you guys talking about? Are the elders? Mm-hmm. Elder statesman. I feel like Godfrey right now, man. Wow. Okay. There you go. Yeah, definitely. Um, we are, I, I wanted to let you know that there is a rivalry game that besides the belt, it is Akron at Kent state. Yes. It is the, the blue and gold wagon wheel. Um, I don't know how much the wagon wheel weighs, uh, but the all time record Kent state leads 
I'm sorry, the trophy series. So the all-time series, Akron leads 35-27-2. But once they introduce the trophy, Kent State leads 26-24-1. So, you know, once the trophy got involved, Kent State really took this seriously. Uh, That makes uh, sense. At least, you know, Kent State needed some motivation and and a a blue and yellow wagon wheel really did it for them, I guess. Mm -hmm. So uh, they were really, really close to each other, like incredibly close, like city wise. Mm -hmm. It's it's ridiculous. So um, last year, Kent State beat Akron 38 nothing. Maybe Akron will have a little bit more fight. They they almost beat, you know, Central Michigan and they had that that horrible fumble. Uh, that that Central Michigan took back for the the winning uh, scoop and score there, but that's yeah. There's a rivalry trophy that we missed, so I apologize to the Goodyear blimp who yelled at us in the mentions one time about Akron's press box being incredibly high us, yep, high up. But you know that's where Goodyear's from, Akron. So there we go. Um, there we go. So that's basically that's basically what we got. Why uh, I guess rivalry wise, I don't think I missed anything else. This week, I mean, Kansas is at Baylor, you know, Boston College. We already mentioned that Wake Forest, Toledo at Buffalo. That should be a fun game. Toledo at Buffalo. Yeah, because the, uh, the Rockets more, came back from their, from their twenty-one nothing deficit to absolutely blow Kent State out of the water. That should be fun. Buffalo and 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 I think Toledo are both undefeated in the MAC. And so Buffalo and, that, and Buffalo in those sharp throwbacks. Yep, that's right. Okay, guys. Well, that's all I got. I think that's our preview for week eight we will see you guys on the other side of the weekend as always enjoy and we'll see you then